0: Hey there, you are listening to an audio version of a Thaïe story. The Thaïe is a reader-funded, paywall-free online publication based in Canada's West. My name is M. Cooper, and my job as outreach manager here involves working with the thousands of Thaïe builders who contribute monthly and one time to keep our journalists out there asking tough questions. This story is made possible with their ongoing support, and together we're creating the future of independent journalism. A Toxic Workplace by Caitlin Fung, August 23, 2022. On the North Shore, the Blue Bus service plays a valuable role in supporting everyday trips across the region and into neighboring public transit systems, but its own workers have been feeling unsupported. Ever since their contract with the District of West Vancouver expired in March, ongoing labor disputes have made things tense for Blue Bus employees. In an updated agreement, they hope to see improved break times and better wages for community shuttle drivers, but none of West Vancouver's proposals have been satisfactory so far. Cornell Nigu, president of the Amalgamated Transit Union Local 134, which represents blue bus workers, shares their frustration as negotiations have yet to progress. It's not a good thing, but people, most of them, including myself, they feel like they are trapped in a toxic workplace, says Nigu and there is nothing they can do except to fight to change the conditions. A working strike, consisting of a ban on overtime and uniforms, has been in place since July 23. On August 9, the union notified West Vancouver that it would consider escalating their job action starting on September 7. Instead of the ambulance, there's the bus. Nineteen minutes later than its scheduled arrival time, the bus I've been waiting for finally pulls up to its destination stop by the Park Royal Shopping Center. It's a major connecting point for people from the surrounding area and for those transferring between buses from downtown Vancouver after commuting across the Lionsgate Bridge. Strollers, wheelchairs and plentiful shopping bags can be spotted as people eagerly ready themselves to board the bus. Observing this busy scene helps me understand why the bus I'm catching, the 255 bus, is often considered one of the toughest routes that blue bus drivers do. The 255 travels between Dundarave and Capilano University, and includes major stops at shopping centers like Park Royal and Capilano Mall. It also stops at Lions Gate Hospital, the only hospital on the North Shore. We call that run the ambulance bus because of the number of wheelchairs and strollers and people with walkers, seniors. They try to go to the hospital and back, says Negu. The work on that run, it's unbelievably hard. Wyatt Ewald, a driver with blue bus for the past decade, once had a passenger actually take his bus to the hospital instead of the ambulance during a medical emergency. I offered to call 911 for her, he says, but she insisted on taking the bus. Remaining attentive to all the needs of so many passengers can be a challenge. Over the last few months, the 255 bus is the one he drives the most. It is one of the more demanding routes, says Ewald. It's one of the tightest routes scheduled, for sure. I witnessed this for myself when I joined Ewald for part of his evening shift, driving the 255, bus route. Despite relatively calm traffic and a lighter load of passengers, Ewald barely had time to run to the nearby washroom when we reached the route's final stop at Capilano University. There was also an ongoing time deficit, after Ewald turned the bus around to head in the other direction, we were already half an hour behind schedule. Michael Cox, another driver who's been with Blue Bus for eight years, calls a turn and burn, which happens when at the terminus of a route. The schedule really doesn't allow you much time, or because of traffic you don't have much time to stop and have a break. While drivers are encouraged to go to the washroom as needed, it's difficult to weigh the consequences in real time. If a bus arrives late because of bad traffic and there's already a long lineup of antsy passengers waiting outside in the rain, the decision isn't always straightforward. Now the question is: do I make myself more late according to my schedule, so that I can go to the bathroom? says Cox. Having sufficient breaks built into the schedule, he adds, is just humane. Bus drivers can't afford to live where they work. The challenging work environment makes the days long for many blue bus staff, but many of their own commutes make them even longer. Most can't afford to live in the municipality that employs them. Some workers are lucky enough to live in North Vancouver, says Migu but the vast majority of them, they have to travel from, name it, Burnaby, Surrey, Port Coquitlam, Coquitlam, Richmond, everywhere. Other Blue Bus employees that the tie spoke with mentioned that workers commuted from as far as Pitt Meadows, Abbotsford, Langley, Cloverdale and Squamish. Arturo Buben, an electronic technician with Blue Bus, is glad that renting in Burnaby means his commute is relatively shorter. Before that, he lived farther out, near Coquitlam. I moved closer, because the traffic is eating away my time so much, he says. It's very hard to pay the high price for rent or to buy something, on the, North Shore, says Nigu. Everyone is living everywhere else. By some calculations, West Vancouver is considered the richest community in Canada, with an average household net worth of $4.5 million. Census data shows that the average total household income in West Vancouver was $196,133, compared to Greater Vancouver, whose average household income was $96,423. A lineup to get out. Despite being employed by the wealthiest municipality in the country, blue bus workers say they continue to face a variety of issues that haven't improved over the years. In addition to inadequate break times, Wage parity for community shuttle bus drivers is another problem. Currently, Blue Bus shuttle drivers make $3.30 less than their counterparts at Coast Mountain Bus Company, which services 96% of Metro Vancouver's bus service. In an emailed response to the TAIE and in previous statements issued by the District of West Vancouver, the district has reiterated a commitment to ensuring operators have sufficient recovery time in addition to increasing shuttle drivers' wages but stated that there are costs associated with the union's proposal and the district needs to ensure we are fiscally responsible managers of the public purse while ensuring our employees are given a fair overall deal. We deserve the same amount Coast Mountain bus drivers are making, says Barney, a community shuttled bus driver with Blue Bus for nearly 10 years. There's virtually no difference in the type of work they do or the kind of vehicles they drive, he explains, compared to shuttle drivers at Coast Mountain Bus Company. Other Blue Bus staff, like mechanics, have also sought better jobs elsewhere when possible. According to Nigu, 40 mechanics have left Blue Bus in the past eight years. That means every single year, we had five people who left their job and moved somewhere else for better payment and better working conditions, he says. That's how bad it is. Since the job action began last month, there's even fewer mechanics working now. At this moment, there's only two of us, one mechanic, and myself, says Boobin. That's why we're having lots of backlogs on inspections and stuff. Jeff Devlin, a driver with West Vancouver Blue Bus for 22 years, puts it like this, there used to be a lineup to get into Blue Bus, you could not get a job there. Now there's a lineup to get out. But leaving isn't that simple, especially not for more senior employees who have already committed themselves to careers at Blue Business. Many staff are in their 50s or 60s and nearing retirement age, so uprooting themselves isn't ideal. These guys are in here like 25, 30 years, says Devlin. And they are not going to go anywhere else because they're established. They've got their holidays, they've got good seniority, they can pick and choose which shifts they want. But these guys are very frustrated. Where you live, where you go, and where you want to end up. As the job action with blue bus risks continuing into the fall season, it's left North Shore residents wondering about the future of their commutes, and public transit in the region more broadly. Steve Tornes has many thoughts on this as a North Vancouver resident, transportation researcher and host of the Trip Diary podcast about equity in local public transportation. He says our current separation of work, living and recreational activities in urban planning has contributed to some of the problems we're seeing now on the North Shore, including the sense that they shouldn't really combine because that is not our ideal of how to live. Isolating the different parts of our lives from each other, including through geographic distance, is sometimes held up as part of maintaining a work-life balance. But this line of thinking often disadvantages people who can't afford the luxury of convenience, such as owning a car, to travel wherever or whenever they want, no matter the distance. How can you really have a good transit system if the entire idea of the way in which the region is set up is that there's a long distance between where you live and where you go, where you want to end up? Asks Torns. Other North Shore residents, like Allison Dudley, would love to see some kind of creative planning between Metro Vancouver and the Squamish and Whistler districts to improve public transit across the region. Dudley, a resident of Lions Bay, regularly commuted to work in downtown Vancouver on an express bus operated by Blue Business. But it was cancelled during the pandemic and hasn't returned since. The afternoons are brutal. It now takes me about two hours to get home, just with the way the connections work, says Dudley. It takes me almost as long to bike, so I've actually started biking in. The pandemic's impacts were clear in the results of the 2020 North Shore Transportation Survey, with the number of residents who do not use public transit increasing from 15% in 2019 to over half, 53%, in 2020. Public transit was the most affected mode of transportation compared to other methods, like cars. For Maya Lomolino, the 255 bus is the fastest route home for her commute as a third-year student at Capilano University. Even if public transit isn't always reliable, it's still preferable to some of her other options. I do know some people rely on a bike, which is great, says Lomolino. This is not an option for me. I have a back problem, like a small disability where I can't actually use a bike for long periods. So it's transit, Uber, or nothing. In 2018, the Integrated North Shore Transportation Planning Project Report, a collaboration between municipalities across the North Shore, was released to specifically address transportation issues in the region. The project, chaired by North Vancouver Lonsdale MLA Bowen Ma, recognized that the North Shore is predominantly car-oriented and other modes of travel like public transit aren't viable alternatives for many. The Tyee reached out to MLA Bowen Ma's office for comment regarding the current Blue Bus labor dispute in the North Shore region, but Ma was not available for an interview nor to provide comment. The uncertain road ahead. If the labor disputes between Blue Bus and the District of West Vancouver end up having to escalate into bigger disruptions of service during the fall, it's something that will harm a lot of people and a lot of families probably immensely, says Torns. Even if their routes aren't cancelled completely, he says, longer wait times take away from precious time in their busy lives. Many of them will be students, like Lomolino. Uber would be too expensive. I don't know anyone with a car that could give me a ride, she says. So I would probably just not go to school at all. Despite that, Lomolino recognizes the necessary significance behind whatever action the blue bus workers may take. It's always worse when there's a strike, she says. But I also think that the strikes are fair and necessary. If they're happening, it's because something is not good for the workers, and if something's not good for the workers, then it's not good for everyone. Most Blue Bus members feel that things haven't been good for a long time and worsened during the pandemic when many members either slept in their car, or in the basement, or in the garage, out of, fear to not infect their family members with COVID, according to Nigu. After two years of this tremendous sacrifice, our employer is giving us a treatment, this bad treatment, which is unbelievable, Nigu adds. Employees like electronic technician Arturo Buben agree that improvements are long overdue for blue bus workers, especially after efforts were made to maintain service during the pandemic. For three years, during the pandemic, we didn't ask for anything, he says. We kept working. Thanks for stopping by the Tai today.